I'm Samantha Sherris. I'm Virginia Allen. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Wednesday, January 11th. Here are today's headlines. President Joe Biden has weighed in on the discovery of classified documents that were found at the Penn Biden Center in Washington, D.C. Biden made the comments in Mexico while speaking at a North American Leader Summit, ABC News reports. Let's listen to what he had to say per ABC. People know I take classified uh, documents and classified information seriously. When my lawyers were clearing out my office at the University of Pennsylvania, they set up an office for me secure office in the Capitol when I, the four years after being vice president, I was a professor at Penn. Uh, they found some documents in a box, in a locked cabinet, or at least a closet. And as soon as they did, they realized there were several classified documents in that box. And they did what they should have done. They immediately called the archives, immediately called the archives, turned them over to the archives, and I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that were taken there to that office. But I don't know what's in the documents. I've, my lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. I've turned over the boxes. They've turned over the boxes to the archives. And we're cooperating fully, cooperating fully with the review, and which I hope will be finished soon, and uh, there will be more detail at that time. Former Vice President Mike Pence also spoke out about the documents while on the Hugh Hewitt show on Tuesday. Let's listen to what he had to say. As I said last summer, when the, the, the home of a former president of the United States you know, was raided by FBI agents, that I, I was deeply troubled by that action at the time. And this double standard is just as troubling. You know, there's that old saying that if, if they didn't have double standards, they have no standards at all. And, Hugh, this is – whether it be the, the administration or whether it be the media papering over this. Look, it was, it was a massive overreach by the FBI, a massive overreaction this summer uh, to execute a search warrant at the personal residence of a former president of the United States. And, and I said so. Uh, but having now created that standard and now abandoned uh, that standard when the current president of the United States uh, is found to have had classified documents uh, in his possession after leaving office, I, I think it, it just I, – I have no words right now. It's just incredibly frustrating to me. But the, the original sin here was the, the massive overreach. Now, I spoke with Representative Jim Banks of Indiana's 3rd Congressional District earlier today, and he responded to Biden's remarks, saying... It would be funny if it weren't so serious, right? I mean, what what uh, the Biden administration said about Donald Trump and the, the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago and the classified documents that they won't actually tell us what they really were. And then the same thing happens to Joe Biden, yeah. by, uh, by his vice presidential records going to the Biden Center, which, by the way, was funded by over $60 million from the Chinese Communist Party. So that's a, that's a part of this that needs to be recognized, too. And keep in mind that the president of the United States has the authority to declassify classified documents, not the vice president. Mm -hmm. So uh, and then on top of that, why did 
if this happened, if they found out about this, discovered this six days before the election, why weren't the American people notified of it after everything that they said, everything Joe Biden said about Donald Trump, calling for him to be investigated, calling him uh, reckless and irresponsible for the, because of the documents at Mar-a-Lago? You can catch the rest of the congressman's reaction tomorrow morning in the Daily Signal's interview edition. While the Speaker of the House battle may be over, one Republican congressman is facing mounting pressure to resign. That would be Republican Representative George Santos of New York's 3rd Congressional District. The New York Times reported in December that Santos' resume may be largely fiction and that he seems to have misrepresented a number of his career highlights. Specifically, Santos put Citigroup and Goldman Sachs, the marquee Wall Street firms, on his campaign biography. But the New York Times reports that the firms have said that they have no record of Santos ever working there. And when it comes to college attendance, there's a question mark there as well. Santos says that he graduated from Baruch College in 2010, But the Times reports that the university could find no record of anyone matching his name and date of birth graduating that year. In addition, the Times reported that there was also little evidence that his animal rescue group, Friends of Pets United, was, as Mr. Santos claimed, a tax-exempt organization, among other allegations related to his finances. Santos was sworn into office on Saturday. Now a group of local New York Republicans are calling for him to resign. The Hill reports that Joseph Cairo, NASA County GOP chairman, said in a press conference today that George Santos' campaign last year was a campaign of deceit, lies, and fabrication. Representative Anthony D'Esposito also became the first House Republican to call for Santos to step down. However, Santos pushed back against the calls, tweeting, I was elected to serve the people of New York's 3rd Congressional District, not the party and politicians. I remain committed to doing that and regret to hear that local officials refuse to work with my office to deliver results to keep our community safe and lower the cost of living. I will not resign. We will keep you all updated with any developments on this story. Well, I hope none of our listeners were impacted by the Federal Aviation Administration system outage overnight. CNN reports that more than 8,100 U.S. flights have been delayed, while over 1,200 have been canceled so far today. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg tweeted this morning that FAA has determined that the safety system affected by the overnight outage is fully restored and the nationwide ground stop will be lifted effective immediately. I have directed an after-action process to determine root causes and recommend next steps. Senator Ted Cruz of Texas also weighed in on the disruptions, tweeting, The flying public deserves safety in the sky. The FAA's inability to keep an important safety system up and running is completely unacceptable and just the latest example of dysfunction within the Department of Transportation. The administration needs to explain to Congress what happened and Congress should enact reforms in this year's FAA reauthorization legislation. This incident also highlights why the public needs a competent, proven leader with substantive aviation experience leading the FAA. Fortunately, according to NBC, the FBI has seen no evidence that a cyber attack 
caused the computer outage that grounded thousands of flights, according to a senior law enforcement official. Republican Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders signed seven executive orders to decrease the size of her state's government, combat indoctrination and critical race theory in schools, and remove the term Latinx from government documents. That's according to reporting from The Daily Signal's Tyler O'Neill. During her inaugural address Tuesday, Sanders pledged to sign an executive order preventing the political indoctrination of Arkansas school children. Sanders also said, as long as I am governor, our schools will focus on the skills our children need to get ahead in the modern world, not brainwashing our children with a left-wing political agenda. Sanders was the White House press secretary under President Donald Trump and is the daughter of former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee. She also signed an order declaring critical race theory, or CRT, to be antithetical to the traditional American values of neutrality, equality, and fairness. The order directs the Arkansas Department of Education not to promote teaching that would indoctrinate students with ideologies such as CRT that conflict with the principle of equal protection under the law or encourage students to discriminate against someone based on characteristics such as color and race. The Arkansas governor also signed an order to respect the Latino community by eliminating culturally insensitive words by removing the term Latinx and its plural and lowercase forms from official state documents. There are a few other executive orders that Sanders signed on her first day in office, and we'll be sure to link to Tyler's piece in today's show notes so you can check them all out. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't had the chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we bring you interviews with lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. I'll be sitting down with Representative Jim Banks to discuss the House Speaker vote, what he hopes the GOP will focus on this Congress, and even investigations he is planning to spearhead. Also, make sure to take just a moment to subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you like to listen. It really helps us spread the word and reach even more listeners when you leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.